Buying or selling a home can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Heritage Realty makes buying and selling easy. With Heritage Realty, you get local market expertise, one-on-one service, and the support of a network of agents across the area. Heritage Realty cares about the details and goes above and beyond to deliver the service you need. Knowledge is power. Trust Heritage Realty to buy or sell your home. For the newest listings and detailed market reports, visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com. Heritage Realty, where today's technology meets traditional customer service. Tippers flare last night in Chicago between the Cubbies and the Braves. Not only that, we get into Tennessee's ranking. Athlon Sports has them out of the 130 FBS D1 schools. You're going to be impressed where they have the Vols this year going into the 2019 season. Lots more to get into, including the rumors. Where could we see Kawhi and KD land come July 1st? Tyler and Will, your Tuesday TSL next here on the Sports Animal. Studios of Cumulus Media Knoxville. This show belongs to you at 656 9900. 656 9900. The sports you need before sunrise is on the air. You're inside the starting lineup with Tyler Ivins and Will West on 99.1, the sports animal. Six oh three. TSL for Tuesdays on your radio, 991 FM and 990 AM Sports Radio WNML. Tyler Evans, Will West at TSL 991 on Facebook and Twitter. Eric Kane chiming in my ear as we come in for the morning asking if I get the song. I don't I don't why am I supposed to get this song this morning? I know why I'm supposed to get the song, but what's the reason behind it being played at six oh three this morning? I don't know. I just Wanted to start off on the right foot. A little, little fine for Mickey Callaway yesterday. You want to poke the bear after what happened yesterday? I mean, this is just another one of those layers to the onion that you just continue to cut Will West, and it just continues to bring more and more. Unfortunately, these aren't happy tears. <laughs> these are sad tears. And now you have rumors coming out of New York that apparently the general manager is making the pitching changes from yes. the couch of his house. How does that really work? You're not allowed to have smartphones or devices in the dugout. Is he just chiming in on his iWatch going Support warm up? Support staff that warm then up. walk into the dugout and say things. Now, you also had yesterday Vargas not give an apology. Yep. You had Callaway not give an apology. Then an hour later, call the media back in to actually give an apology. I'm sure that one was very sincere. Uh, four games set in Philly that didn't start la- uh, well last night. We'll tell you what happened while you were sleeping. But we'll get into what happened between the Braves and the Cubs right out of the gate and isn't it funny how sometimes you just talk about things on this program and, you know, well, you know how they always joke around. If you talk about something, you'll see an ad up for it on Facebook. Yeah. It's just almost like they're always listening, always watching. Yesterday, you talk about how you police baseball, and it's been a constant. It's been a constant chat over the last couple of years, especially with the young guns coming in and starting to revamp the game. Wins too far, too far. Wins not enough, not enough when you celebrate. Well, you'll get a chance to be able to ask Wilson Contreras or at least ask Tyler Flowers what happened yesterday. We'll set the scene for you. Second inning, north side of Chicago at Wrigley Field. The Braves and Cubs get together. This is what happened yesterday in the second inning. You had Julio Tehran on the mound facing Wilson Contreras. Jim Powell, Joe Simpson on the call on the Braves radio network. Give it a listen. Fly ball to right field and deep. Back is Marquecas at the track, at the wall. It's gone. Into the basket. Tehran tried to quick pitch him. And Contreras was ready. Went to the opposite field to give the Cubs a 1-0 lead. Oh, and Tyler Flowers and Contreras. 
having to be headed off by the umpire. Here come the players. Something about what Contreras did after the homer. I've never seen Tyler Flowers take his mask off. Me neither. They're restraining Tehran also, and both bullpens are emptying along with the benches. They're just basically milling around. Yeah, he didn't dog it. He ran hard. But he must have said something that got Tyler's attention. And John Tom Payne heard it right away, and he had his mask off telling Contreras to get to the dugout and trying to screen Flowers from going after him. All right, some people will say boys will be boys. Others, they'll say that this might be a guy who has an attitude that maybe needs to be checked. But needless to say, Cubs got the best of the Braves last night. We'll give you more details on that coming up in the next 15 minutes. But this is now the second consecutive game where you've had some people who have the opposition to the Chicago Cubs who have had a little bit of an issue with how they play the game, pipping home runs, speaking. Look, I don't know if there will really needs to be a letter of the law on what you're supposed to do, but I mean, here it is again, the interpretation of based on how you view things, this is how it should be. Everybody's going to have their own interpretation of the rule. I I just, uh, this was a weird situation. You saw right before the pitch, before the home run, uh, there was a, it looked like an obvious ball that the umpire missed the call on, called it a strike. And Contreras looks over the umpire and said something. Flowers said something to Contreras and that, like, as that happens, the very next pitch to Ron uh, gets lit up and Contreras, you know, stares at it, runs the bases, points into the Braves dugout, comes back around the uh, bases and says something to Flowers. Flowers takes exception to it and the bench is clear. No, no not even a dust up there, just yeah, a couple guys chirping. That's about it. Good job by the umpires making sure that they kept things civil or as civil as possible there. But um, I, I looked at it as probably everybody's in the wrong there. Just a little bit, if that makes sense. Julio Tehran, good for him for wanting some there in that situation. He comes over towards the Cubs dugout before the bench is clear. I just, in that situation, Flowers has no business running his mouth. And when it, when a guy's arguing balls and strikes with the umpire, um, Contreras went way too far. If he wanted to like chirp something at Flowers on his way before he run, ran around, I got no problem with that. Point into the Braves dugout and things like that. That's probably a little bit too much. Uh, but it is the situation that we talked about yesterday, right? Which is when it, what, when is a home run celebration okay? What is okay? What is not okay? One of the things that has hindered baseball and why. I don't want to say baseball is on life support in this country, but you have a generation of kids that don't care right now that are coming up. Like, like I'll just be very honest. Like, how many, how many of your friends, Eric, like care about baseball? Uh, not many. Yeah, it's so. I mean, and a lot of it, I think, is in these unwritten rules of if you flip, you're bad. If you stare too long at it, if you go too slow on your trot, if you go too fast on your trot, the things that happen like that in baseball are one of the things that that's hindering the sport. Outside of, um. The time spent in the game, that's probably number two. That's the biggest problem that baseball has. But last night, we kind of saw it all come to fruition. We kind of saw the embodiment of the thing we were talking about yesterday because you saw a little bit of all of it from Contreras, right? He stared it down. Then he went around the bases, maybe a little too fast. He points to the dugout. He says something to the catcher. So could have been an ugly situation, but it it is kind of the point in case of this is what we're talking about when we're trying to figure out what's okay now and what's not when it comes to a home run celebration. Uh, Tyler Flowers postgame last night said that Wilson Contreras is a pretty good hitter, that he still strikes all the time for his team, so he needs to pick his battles. Maybe he'll mature up a little bit when he grows up. I'm paraphrasing there, but essentially one catcher to another says, you can't rip the umpire because I successfully stole a strike. So this is essentially what it comes down to is, Tyler Flowers got a strike that he might have stole for Julio Tehran. 
the next pitch, Wilson Contreras took exception to it, as you already mentioned. Look, I'm all about these people having fun, but here's what I don't like about this sport is right now we're having to play the game of because you feel like that I didn't run fast enough or I ran too fast or because I was too busy celebrating the home run, then you get to play judge, juror, and executioner to what's happening on the field right now. Now, see, I won't take, or I as a fan would not tolerate, or if I was a player, you chirping at me as a catcher, you pointing in the dugout, yelling something, saying something. I mean, you want to hit a home run, that's fine, and you want to be animated when you get to home plate, stomp on it, high five, have your own handshakes ready to go, that's fine. You took my guy deep. Let's just dust up another ball and let's see if we can get you out and eight more hitters. But when it comes to this, you know, are we okay with showboating, pointing, calling people out? All of a sudden, then, Will, you made a comment about 20 minutes ago in the office. Somebody gets 95 to the ribs, 95 to the chest. Then all of a sudden, we got a serious situation. Players are out for multiple games, not just due to injury, but also due to suspension. These two teams still play three more times through Thursday. Yeah, this probably isn't over. At the end of the day, when it comes to this series, um, I I just have always looked at it this way. I think the baseball <clears throat> baseball punishes this and handles this the wrong way. One, I look at it that, like I would rather a guy square up, man up, and if I've got a problem and he then somebody wants to catch some hands, let's catch some hands and let's square up on each other and man to man handle some business before you chuck a projectile at ninety six miles an hour into somebody's ribs when they're not expecting it coming or maybe they are and who knows and it could lead to injury. You try to set up your players when they're in a position where maybe they get hurt, but they don't get injured. Throwing a ball at somebody to me is the last line of defense. That's the, that's the most cowardice thing that I think that you can do in the sport is to chuck a ball at somebody and then duck behind your catcher. So I, I think I, where I would like to see baseball change this is if one, if you don't like it, get them out. If a guy's going too far and you got to handle some business, handle some business. But don't go then throw at somebody and chuck a projectile at him because that's a coward's move. It's funny you bring that up because apparently there might be a little bit more history than just somebody making comments last night. If you go back to July 2016, Wilson Contreras was behind the plate when an inside pitch nearly clipped then, now broadcaster, Jeff Rancor of the Atlanta Braves. Francoeur, Contreras, they exchanged words in the ninth inning. Last night during the broadcast, Jeff Francoeur said, if I look back on it, if I had the opportunity, I wish somebody would have just thrown a haymaker so we could have got it over with. Had I known it was my last year in the bigs, I would have thrown a punch and yeah. hit him. But the problem is this. If you th- if Francoeur throws that haymaker, and again, don't fight. Like Let's use your words if you can. Yeah. Things happen sometimes and people get heated. I'm just saying the lesser of the two evils to me is taking the swing. And unfortunately, what happens with baseball, though, nowadays is they punish you for taking the swing. They don't do anything when Ronald Acuna Jr. gets pegged by a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't do anything to the pitcher for that or the manager that may have called for it in that situation. That's where I think I've got the problem is, well, how are you policing this? And I think that it all takes care of itself if baseball starts policing this like it's the 1970s at right. least. Much less, I'm not asking you to even step into 2010 because baseball's not there, but at least step into the 70s or 80s where if somebody wants to go, let them go. Or try to break it up and try to keep it from happening, but it's don't punish the, the people as badly for you know leaving the bench and coming after somebody or getting into a fight after a home run in that type of situation like that as badly as you would throwing at someone because that's an on the field situation that is a because to me it's like a sucker punch. It's also the way guys get injured, not guys get hurt. Uh, Contreras took Francoeur's comments about what happened in 2016. What can I say, man? He makes me laugh. He should be more professional. Wilson Contreras again last night. Cubs big night against the Braves. We'll tell you more coming up in the next 10 minutes. Uh, 8, uh, 614. 
sure Eric Kane's got some comments he's going to share on the other side during a Tennessee Lottery Sports Update till 9 a.m. this morning. You're inside the starting lineup. Sports Radio WNML. This is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sports Minute. All right, guys, Giannis Antetokounmpo highlighted the NBA Awards show last night with his first ever MVP award, third youngest to win the award. Uh, Luka Doncic took home Rookie of the Year honors. Other awards of note, Lou Williams, Sixth Man of the Year, and Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. Game one of the College World Series in Omaha went to Michigan over Vanderbilt 7-4 to in the best of a three-game set. Kumar Rocker, son of Ball's defensive line coach Tracy Rocker, will get the ball for Vanderbilt tonight in Game 2 action. Some news from around Major League Baseball. The Mets have fined manager Mickey Calloway and pitcher Jason Vargas for their roles in an incident with the Newsday reporter Tim Healy on Sunday. The Dodgers are the latest team planning to extend the netting after another fan was hit by a foul ball over the weekend. And the Orioles have signed number one overall pick Adley Rutschman of Oregon State to a deal worth $8.1 million. Some baseball scores last night. Cubs topped the Braves 8-3. The Yankees extend... Their home run streak to a record tying 27 games, a 10-8 win over the Blue Jays. The Red Sox outlasted the White Sox 6-5, and the Phillies down the Mets 13-7. Tennessee Lottery is proud to have raised more than $5 billion for education in Tennessee. Another check of the roads. Here's Pete Michael's traffic. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. The starting lineup continues here on 99.1 FM and 990 AM. Will, Sean writes in this morning, Homer celebration is okay, but you got to keep it simple. Keep it focused on your result, less about the other team. Act like you've been there before. Act like you knew it was going to happen. Donovan follows up Sean's tweet by saying, Funny Contreras says keep it professional to Frank Hoare, but he can hoot and holler and point into the Braves dugout. He needs to wear one. Um, See, that that's the... To me, that's the difference, I guess, where I am than old school baseball guy. Look, you guys are both kind of more traditional baseball guy here. Am I, am I wrong here, or is this possible? Because I have, I just look at it and say, you got a problem with somebody, man up and do something about it. That's the way it should be. Instead of, but if you want to sit and put one in somebody's ribs, that's where I'm. I think baseball needs to crush people who throw at guys, like crush them. I mean, I, I'm saying you, you're a pitcher, you miss three starts. Like I'm going to put you up. You're 21 days, something like that. And I completely agree with you too. I think the uh, the day of baseball where you can throw it a guy to set the the set send a message. I think that should be done with. But if you want to be a man, you want to fight it out. I mean, you're getting like you said, you're getting canned 10 games where you throw it a guy. You might get suspended three games. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. You might miss a start. You, you might miss a start if you're a starting pitcher. Yeah. Exactly right. Which is just and if you're a positional player who got thrown at, you're looking at missing a week and a half. Right. Yeah. 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 That's where I think that it's just that there's just an it's it, there's an imbalance to it. Now Contreras is wrong there. Don't get me wrong. Contreras is wrong. I just think that the imbalance is is that you know a guy getting hurt is going to be punished worse than a guy getting possibly injured. And a lot of it too is just there's too much money on the line. Players are too valuable, and you know, the last thing you want to see is what Freddie Freeman, right? That type of situation. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And I'm not saying that happens every time you throw at a guy, but in this day and age, when you get some you know five different pitchers every single game for each team. Right. Everybody's throwing ninety four. It's just a different day and age, and I don't want to see guy. I don't want to see a guy miss six weeks of a season because of a rib injury because somebody took a slight that he was staring at the ball slightly a, a second longer. I don't want to see that. I mean, so, I, I I said it yesterday. You know, on this program, I said yesterday. I said I, I don't care if a guy's staring at a shot. I mean, you know, do something about. It. I don't care if a guy's staring at a shot. I don't care if a guy's bat flipping. But I just think that when you're running around the bases and you're shouting, I think of Gomez a few years ago. Uh, that was with the Brian McCann incident, really. 
Uh, I just I don't think there's a place in baseball for that. And credit, I mean, Atlanta and the Cubs, you know, there wasn't a fight that had. And after that, they just, you know, closed the book and then moved on. Nothing happened. So I think if there was going to be some retaliation when the bench is cleared, that's when it should have been. Now that there wasn't, then just move on. Play baseball. Three more games left. I don't think there should be anything. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. You say that. But this is a catcher-catcher situation, so they're going to be standing next to each other at minimum four times a night unless one of them's sitting. Yeah. So you go back and look at similar situations like Brandon Phillips versus Yadier Molina. All it takes is for somebody to not like another strike like Contreras, him having to do the same thing that happened last night, and then one thing leads to another. And then you also have old-school guys still in these dugouts who feel like this is the way they have to police things. My question to you is this. You say you need to go out there and you just need to throw on somebody if that's the case. Before you throw a baseball at them while they're sitting there trying to pitch, yes, man up and square up. So walk me through this. I tee off on you and I do what Contreras did last night. When are you coming after me? No, it needs to be in this in this in the heat of the moment situation. So right? you're or cutting your business after the game. When, are you cutting me off between first and second? Or um, are you no? Nah, you probably wait till he rounds first and then you come over. You know yeah, I mean that's that's how you do it if you got a problem with it. I look, I'd like the way that and I, and I'm a Dodger fan, but I like the way that Madison Bumgarner handled the Max Muncy thing. You got some this you didn't like what a guy did, say something. He might say something back, and if you don't like it, stop it the next time. But I, and I agree with what Bumgarner said. Look, let the boys have fun. Let the kids have fun. Okay, that's fine. But let me say, do what I do and say what I say as well. I agree with that. And if the next guy doesn't like what Bumgarner said, he can hit a home run off of him too. And if Bumgarner doesn't like what Max Muncy did, he can strike him out next time. That's every other sport that works that way just about, right? So I, that, I just think baseball needs to get into that spot just a little bit more. Steven, love the celebrations from baseball today. I always cringe my teeth because I fear that my best hitter will be done by his next at bat. Yeah, I, I do that too. I'm not going to lie. I, th- this whole thing's very you interesting. Too. You, you run like yeah. right, right now. Who's going to get thrown at? Is it Rizzo? Is it Bryant? I mean, who are they going after? If they're going to throw at somebody, then it's probably got to be Rizzo. But I mean, I don't think they're going to throw at anybody. This this whole thing is very interesting too because should Flowers have chirped up whenever Contreras was having beef with the home plate umpire of the pitch before? No. No. He shouldn't have. But, you know, Contreras, you're a catcher. You're get, he got calls at the top half of that inning. Yeah. Like, like you that's, that's where Flowers yeah. is coming. It's like, act like that you haven't stolen strikes four exactly. years. Exactly. So, like, for Contreras, stupid move. Flowers, yeah, that's not your place. But, like, come on. And, again, the first of a four-game set, that guy's going to be behind the plate again probably game four. So. But, but everybody handled it the way they needed. They handled it, and it's right. over. Right, and that—that's to be. And now, look, if it carries over, it carries over. Where I, I've got the problem is the throwing at Rizzo, throwing at Bryant thing. A day later, two days later, yeah. things like that. That's where I just look at baseball and I'm like, all right, man, you got to. This is the 21st century. You got to, you got to figure things out here. Let, let me ask you this too. Gosman got suspended for a game earlier this year because uh, he threw behind uh, a said player. Uh, you know, I, not, not that that does anything, but that's that old time baseball send language. Message, yeah. Send a message. You know, what if you throw behind somebody? You know, should you be suspended for that? You're not hitting them. To Will's point, when you're throwing projectiles 94 to 96 miles an hour, and it's in the <clears throat> me th- throwing in general, that's where you run the risk. Then you have the pitchers out there who claim, well, as long as I don't throw around their head or their shoulders, I should be okay. Will, the way I look at it, these guys are major league pitchers making millions of dollars. Let's call it a league minimum. Maybe they're making $400,000. A lot of these guys have pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. So if they want to put one between your shoulder blades, they know how to do it. On your butt, they know how to do it. Behind your knees, they know how to do it. You get your opportunity. If you miss it, so be it. Then it's on the umpire's discretion if they run you or not, or if that hitter's coming after you. I I, I don't have a problem with a guy with Major League Baseball sitting a guy a start. 
right in. And, and I do think pitchers need to be, this is a starter. Whatever your normal rotation was that you ran the last couple of weeks, that's how many games this guy's going to miss. And if it means that he doesn't really miss two starts, all right, that's fine. But put him out that many games. I, do, I don't have a problem with them making a guy miss a start if he's throwing behind a guy to send a message. Because, again, that's the part of the game I think that if a guy's crowding to play, that's your play, do what you got to do. Other than that, I, I don't know any other type of sending a message as far as the thing that happened with Keith Hernandez with Ronald Acuna Jr. last year, where you got to throw at him. You got to throw at him. He's hitting, yeah. he's, he's hitting you too much. You got to hey, throw at him. I'm the biggest Keith Hernandez fan, but that's old man yelling at a cloud that yeah. kind of needs to be pushed to the side. Well, it's just, it's just time was that happened, but time was everybody urinated outside into an outhouse too, yeah. right? I mean, times have changed. Hitting hit lung darts in the dugout <laughs> between the bats. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, times have changed. And so I think this is, to me, one of the places where baseball needs to move forward just a little bit. I thought everything was fine. I I think Tehran was out of line. Contreras was out of line. I think Flowers was slightly out of line. Contreras was, you know, out of line to it a larger extent. And then, but then it was over. And if it does carry over there, it does carry over that. What it probably means is things are going to be a little bit chippy. But I, I get, I don't know. Maybe I come from the era though of Lakers and Celtics. They're 50 50. You were getting a fight. You know what I mean? Celtics and Pistons back in the day, 75 25, you were going to get a fight. Right. And, but no, but it was fine. And everybody handled it. And then they went home and it was over. But it wasn't all this stuff that you see like that. Like, don't put it into a position where a guy could get injured. And don't put it in a position where you're in a legitimate baseball play and and you crack somebody with the baseball. That's where I think that it's time to, or you crack another guy with the baseball to send a message to the catcher. You know what I mean? So you end up cracking one of their stars. I, I don't want to see that in the game anymore. And I think it's one of the things that's hindering the big game of baseball right now. Max Freed versus Albert Alzale tonight. North side of Chicago there for that matchup between the Cubbies and the Braves. That leading us off, as well as other things in the American League, during while you were sleeping on the other side during TSL here at 6.30 for a Tuesday, 99.1 FM. You're listening to the Sports Animal. Sleeping, powered by Mr. Electric. They have the power to make things better. Online at mrelectric.com. All right, 25 minutes ahead of the hour is 7 o'clock. Don't put that, uh, that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I mean, dude, seriously, the show's been going on 35 minutes, and now you're all about Kyrie Irving I'm signing. I'm just asking the question. I'm asking the question. Would you be okay if it's Tobias and Kyrie that sign instead of Durant and somebody else? No and no. Cubbies 8, Braves 3. We've talked about it out of the gate this morning. Policing the game of baseball. That's what it was last night on the north side of Chicago. Braves game two tonight of four. We'll see how things play out when they get underway at 8.05 Eastern time. With the Braves loss last night, they lost a game in the standings to the Philadelphia Phillies. Lead now only five and a half in the NL East. Why? Because the Phillies, they broke out the whooping sticks in a big way ending that seven-game losing streak at Citizens Bank Park, 13-7 over the New York Mets. And finally, the Dodgers, somebody finally slowed them down. Diamondbacks out in the desert get the best of Big Blue. That's 8-5. to five. Zach Greinke, that is a guy that like a daily fantasy play if you get any type of uh, points off of pitching because every time Zach Greinke plays the uh, Dodgers, he's going to He's going to go like two for four. He's going to hit a home run, something dumb like that. To the AL, Red Sox beat the Shy Sox six to five. Marco Hernandez scored the ninth inning off a single. That's the difference maker there. Try beat the Royals three to two. It was a Jason Kipnis home run to lead off the 10th inning. They get the uh, Cleveland the victory. The Yankees beat the Jays 10 to eight. That's now 27 straight games with a home run. Giancarlo Stanton with his first home run of the season last night for the Yankees. 27 straight, a new Yankee record. Dizzle on Twitter at Tyler Ivins at Will West WNML says, what about high and end to back them off the plate to get your strike zone back? I think that's fair. I mean, you had to get the kid from the guy from the um, Reds over the weekend that got hit six times in a single series. Yeah. 
See, uh, don't crowd the plate. I'm all about going high and in as well. But I mean, in Julio Teron's case last night, he was trying to set that inside part of the plate. But I mean, one got away from him. He belted a Bryant. I mean, sometimes you just don't have that precision. Yeah, so, and if you end up accidentally hitting a guy, that's the game, right? Yeah. If you again though, if you throw at Chris Bryant because two days before you didn't like what happened two days beforehand with Wilson Contreras, that's where I think the Major League Baseball needs to step in. To me, I think in Major League Baseball, there's too many umpire discretion rules still open-ended in the book. Here's the reason why. Let's say you do bring a reliever in. After warnings have already been handed out, somebody's cramming the plate. You've got to get the strike zone back, and it brushes his jersey. The umpire gets to determine right then and there, you were throwing at him, you're gone, and then all of a sudden your bullpen shot, or if your starter gets dumped in the third inning, Will, this goes back to the Pirates-Brave situation. Say what you will about how that series was handled. You throw out Joe Musgrove yeah. in the second inning. They have to hit their pen the mm-hmm. rest of the series. Pittsburgh's bullpen shot. And yeah. that's immediately what I thought of last night when Julio was going off, too. I mean, he was walking over there. He was having to be your shot. I'm like, dude, chill out, man, because it's the first inning. You're going to or the set, whatever second inning, inning of game one. Yeah, I was, yeah. Game I was set. Like, this Atlanta bullpen does not need to be taxed any more than it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, you know what? Again, this is this umpire's discretion. They always leave it where they can continue to police the game. And as long as you have old school minds wearing the dark shirts behind the plate and old school minds as managers in the clubhouse, you know, it, look, when you say that there's a chance this still gets salty, guess what? I'm not really familiar with how Brian Snicker views the game in 2019, but I certainly know how Joe Madden views the game in 2019. And guess what? If this gets out of hand, Joe Madden has no problem finishing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if there's somebody out there, just let's just say, keep an eye on the transactions. Cause if you see some random Joe coming up from triple a Iowa, you're like, why are they putting him on the roster? Watch out. Cause Somebody's there's a good chance. One in the ribs. Yep, yeah. We know just don't hit Freeman. We know Freeman right in the wrist. I need somebody who can aim for the wrist. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it is, man, especially the way he keeps his hands low and dives into the plate. All right, 640. Um, Tennessee and where they're ranked on Athlon's top 130. Might surprise you. We kick that off with hour number two on the other side, though. Would you for a Tuesday? Tyler Ivins, Will West, you're listening to the starting lineup. Eric Kay now has a Tennessee Lottery Sports Update. This is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sports Minute. All right, guys, Lady Vols in Texas will once again square off in the Big Ten SEC Challenge this season. Tennessee set to host Texas on Sunday, December the 8th. Ten SEC schools will be taking part in the challenge, while every school from the Big Ten has a scheduled contest. The Tennessee football team picked up another 2020 recruit with in-state safety Keyshawn Lawrence of Nashville pledging his allegiance to the Vols. Lawrence, a four-star, the number 59 overall recruit in the class of 2020, and the number three safety, according to to 24-7 sports. The United States women's national team took down Spain 2-1 in the knockout stage of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Elsewhere, Sweden shut out Canada 1-0. Giannis Antetokounmpo highlighted the NBA Awards show last night with his first ever MVP award, while Luka Doncic took home Rookie of the Year honors. Other awards of note included Lou Williams being named the Sixth Man of the Year and Rudy Gobert being named the Defensive Player of the Year. And in the NFL, Kansas City Chiefs star Tyreek Hill is scheduled to meet with the NFL officials Wednesday regarding an investigation into child abuse. Hill is currently suspended from all Chiefs facilities and activities this offseason. Have a little fun with instant games today. Stop by any Tennessee Lottery retailer and pick up the new June instant game. Stop prizes ranging anywhere from $2,000 all the way up to $500,000. Get our first check of the roads with Pete Michael's traffic. Good morning, I'm Eric Kane.
646 on 99.1 FM and 9.90 AM. Tyler Ivins and Will West. This is actually the last time we're going to be in studio for the remainder of the week. If you want to find out where you can find the starting lineup, get another chance for you to get signed up for Big Ticket 2019. That coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. So get your odometers marked because we're going to be doing a lot of traveling over the next three days. Yep, that's right. Farragut. Yeah, tomorrow will be at the M. Lilly store in yep. Farragut all day long. Remember, each show is going to have big ticket 2019 registration. Stop, stop by and see us tomorrow in Farragut. Yeah, Tuesday's a wood show, and it's for the boys, Eric Kane. Let's do it. Woodja. Language of origin, not of this world. Definition, a segment written by the producer of the show allowing the host to answer the tough questions of the morning. Spelling, W-O-L-D-J-A. Get all that? Powered by New Balance Knoxville in the Suburban Shopping Center. All right, Eric Kane, what do you have for us today, sir? All right, guys, for the boys, would you say there's any reason for concern with the United States women's national team after its 2-1 win over Spain in the knockout round? You know what, Jill Ellis, she actually benched a former MVP yesterday in Lindsey Horan. So, you know what, I think if she's playing Will, maybe it's not a 2-1 game. Maybe it's a little bit bigger deficit for the Spaniards. This is what I will say, though. Watching some of the highlights this morning here in the studio, there were some questionable calls. Do things get settled in penalty kicks? Maybe the United States survives. To me, obviously, against France coming up their next opponent. That's not going to be the case, but maybe the United States women got away with a few. Yeah, no, yeah, I I don't know that either of those penalties should have been called, and I definitely don't think the first one should have been called. And so it's, I, I look, I guess there is cause for concern. We talked about this on your producing the facts podcast, sportsradio.wnml.com. Yeah, you can find that play at Caner's podcast. There, my concern with them is is overconfidence, and that's my big concern for them. I think that maybe this is the best thing for them is that they got a wake-up call like this because they hadn't been scored on since a friendly in April. So they finally get scored on. They get scared a little bit yesterday, and maybe it's the best thing that could ever happen is for them to get dialed back in just a little bit. And on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, TuneIn, and uh, SoundCloud. Ah. Would you say the College World Series is the most underrated event in college athletics? No. Lord, no. Gosh, no. No. This first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, go through every football game and every basketball game ever. Are they, no, the Frozen Four is the most underrated event in college athletics. So I would say that. Um, but Ooh. but I, no, I, I, I'll I be honest with you. You can tell me right now I've got a plane ticket to Omaha, jump I, on the I'm plane. Good. Here you go. Here's the hotel room, $1,000 spending cash. I take your $1,000 and go on eBay and so, or go on StubHub and sell the tickets. You know what? <laughs> I was about to say yes. And then you dropped Frozen 4 on me, and I've been to a Frozen 4 game, and I completely agree with you. Yeah. You just reminded me that the Frozen 4 is pretty, pretty, pretty big deal. You know, here's that weird thing about college baseball players. Can I just say this something that's terrible? Hey, go ahead. I'm yes. just going to yeah, it's Look, nobody's up yet. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, they're either really likable or really unlikable. There's no just like college baseball player that's out there that you're like, eh. Eh, I can take him. I can leave him. Yeah, there's nobody like that. There's like, man, I need to see this kid get struck. You're not going to believe this. My yeah. mom said the same thing to me when I was a freshman in high school. I got really ticked off about something, and she just turned to me in the kitchen and she goes, "You want to know something, Tyler?" I said, "Yeah, mom. What?" She goes, "You're not a down the middle guy. <laughs> People are actually they're either going to really hate you or they're going to really love you." And I've learned it's been more the former than it has been the latter. I, I like. I found myself usually I'll pull for the SEC team if I have the opportunity. I was pulling for Michigan last night watching that, but then by the fourth inning, I'm like. I just can't watch this they anymore. Can't do this anymore. All right, guys, we've been talking about it all morning, but who would you say was more to blame last night, Wilson Contreras or Tyler Flowers in the dust-up Braves-Cubs game? Can it be both? Uh, you got to pick one. Pick can one. it be both? Pick one. Look, okay, well, Flowers can't chirp at Contreras, honestly, while he's trying to have a discussion with the home plate umpire, and then Contreras decides to go four-year-old and say, ha-ha, now I'm going to rub it in everybody's faces. 
Look, this isn't going to be the end of this, especially now when you go back and see in 2016, there was an incident with Jeff Raycor that he brings up while he's in the booth last night. So to me, I would say this is more on Flowers just, hey, you stole a strike, let Contreras be young, naive, a little ridiculous and immature. And then on the other side of things, Contreras, you know, you want to hoot and holler, maybe not pointing out the dugout. So I know you told me how to pick one. I say to heck with your rules, and I'm picking both. Um, I will say Contreras is more to blame, but the question of who is to blame, both are to blame. Contreras is more to blame than Flowers. Flowers was wrong. See, Contreras was like taking a bazooka to kill a fly in your living room. So I think that went a little too far. All right, guys, fantasy football. Who would you say should be the number one overall pick this year if you had it? Yeah, come on. Come on, it's your boy. Your Saquon? Boy, your boy 2-6. It probably is Saquon. I was trying to think of, I, I did yesterday a mock uh, a mock PPR, and Saquon was not the first pick. And so I don't remember who it was. Uh, that I was trying to remember who it was. Tyler's face. Saquon, Saquon probably is the guy, just because he's going to get so many freaking touches. That's it. it. And at the end of the day, at fantasy football, it's about volume. Default to who gets the most touches, and your the touchdowns and things like that work themselves out more often than not. You either did a mock draft with a guy who wanted to napalm your mock draft by taking a <laughs> kicker in the first pick, or it was a Cowboys fan who's like, Zeke, Zeke's the best guy in the draft. Zeke's the best. <laughs> you got to adjust, though. The correct answer is Saquon Barkley. To me, if you're in a standard league, A, update, upgrade, that's boring. PPR, the answer is Saquon Barkley each and every time, unless you just absolutely hate the Giants. And then you're going to absolutely hate yourself for not taking Saquon Barkley this year. Okay, PPR, uh, who, who goes second then? Zeke. You know, you know who went second yesterday? Uh, what's a, Christian McCaffrey. Really? Yeah, that third, was who went second Christian in the PPR. McCaffrey. Yeah. Like if you ask me right now, Ivis, can you give me a top five? Give me Saquon, give me Zeke, give me Christian McCaffrey, give me Camara, and then give me. I'll agree with you though. Zeke is the guy in a regular scoring lead that you, you need to go with. This, tell this me, Zeke. Tell me if I'm nuts right now. Number five. I'd rather have Melvin Gordon than David Johnson. How far? Okay, how far what, is Gurley going to drop in this? What about Le'Veon? New team, Jets. Do you want me to go? Uh, I'll go Johnson six. Give me Joe Mixon seven. Give me Gurley eight. Kansas City running back who replaced Kareem Hunt. Damian Williams, Williams. nine. I feel like I'm missing an obvious there. Who replaced Bell again? James Conner ten. I don't even have Le'Veon in my top ten right now, and I probably should, but I don't. Well. well. All right, we'll revisit that for sure. Today is National Catfish Day. Is the TV show Catfish overrated, underrated? How is it? You want to know something honest? I've never seen it. I was, Catfish the movie, one of three films I've ever walked out of the theater. The most recent one, Zoolander 2, like three years ago. I know that's not what you're asking. I just want to let you know where I'm at with walking out of movies I've I paid for. Yeah. Uh, the Catfish, I get the concept. I, I love how people love reality television and reactions. To me, anytime I hear catfish, I think about crazy people watching Predators games. So to me, I'll say it's highly overrated. Yeah, they did. The TV show Catfish was highly overrated. Is it still on, by the way? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Logan telling us it is still on. Uh, No, it's why. Okay, two. Yeah, it's the TV show is highly overrated. The movie's underrated. Look, it's all fake, but the movie is. But the way that they did that was kind of like that uh, Blair Witch Project or something like that. It was something that was different, and I thought it was kind of interesting. and, And artistically, I respected it. The TV show, I no, nah, man, nah. Twenty nineteen, gotta be careful. If you're getting catfished, gotta, gotta out be there, smart. Like how? Are, like, see, that's the problem is that I've I kind of get the concept and I and I understand now how it works. But like, how are people not better than that, dude? Don't get with somebody who's sliding up in your DMs. That's just a, a life rule. Like, don't get yeah. with somebody sliding up in your DMs, especially like if you're old enough to cut your own meat with a knife and fork, and your mom doesn't have to do it for you. That should be the like you're old enough to know. Don't get with somebody who's 
reaching out to you on social media that you don't know. Telling you, you got to make smarter decisions. Here's one for you. New Balance Knoxville Suburban Shopping Center right next door to Barnes & Noble. Just this past weekend, having conversation with guys, they were wearing their New Balances, Will, during the Dragon Boat races. They had to use a lot of the upper body, digging into the boat, sharing into their her staff, whether they're sitting there measuring your foot to size, or you know what? They can actually personalize. A lot of people just give you the shoes that are off the shelf. These guys are shoe technicians that can find the perfect fit for you. Yeah, it's the difference between just a salesperson and somebody who's a professional, right? Finding the exact shoe for you for the task that you're personally going to be doing. It's also look this the the how long they last, man. I mean, that's the thing that I love about a good New Balance shoe and finding the right size for you at New Balance Knoxville and knowing that I'm not going to have to buy a new shoe that I work out at every two months. It's huge. New Balance Knoxville, fantastic people there. All right, I literally cruised all over the United States in my New Balances. Last week, all over, you wore your cruisers. He sailed right into Denver, and you and you cruised into in a Denver. thirty-seven Chrysler, and it was his turn at bat. Cruised, Jeremy Pruitt. Where did Athlon have him ranked in their top one hundred and thirty coaches? Tell you, you're, gonna, you're gonna hear this and lose your mind. Like I'm just gonna. If you're a Tennessee fan, look. If you're not a Tennessee, if you have ever watched football or played football or owned Madden or played that little football where you've got the things on the electric board yeah. that shakes around and then the little guys run around with the football on the electric football game. I don't care any level of football you've ever, if you've ever played NFL Blitz in Tyler's office, my gosh, you're going to just lose your mind when you see the coaching rankings that Athlon has right now. That's where we start things in hour number two. A Tuesday starting lineup, Tyler Ivins and Will West here on Sports Radio WNMF.